You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. A uh, pastor friend of mine that's a Free Will Baptist pastor in Northwest Arkansas, pastors a church of about 700, told me Friday, he said, we had the COVID thing and we had to get out, uh, have online service only for until Mother's Day last year. And he said, we were praying and fasting that when we came back in, Mother's Day, something would change in a Baptist church. Well, the first service, they had a message in tongues and interpretation. Well, you know that don't go well. But he said not one word was said about it. He said people began to fall on their face. People began to cry. People began to run to the altar. Because God was doing a new thing. And it's happened seven or eight times since then. Ain't that good? Amen? Yeah? Somebody ought to shout. God is on the move. Amen. I love it when God gets in a thing, don't you? Amen. Amen. So I got a word for you this morning. Here it is. Hold on to your seatbelts because it's a tough one. But God is not, I've said this time and time again, God is not going to give us something that we can't handle. Amen. I used to say God won't ask you to do something that you can't do. Well, That's wrong. Because the man at the pool, he told him to get up, take up his bed. And he said he'd been there 38 years and hadn't got up. So I'm taking it that he couldn't. But when Jesus' word comes through you, you can do anything his word says you can do. You just have to be obedient. Amen? All of the disciples thought Jesus was a ghost on the, on the sea of Galilee. And Peter says, if that's you, bid me come. And Jesus didn't say anything but come. And that word got Peter all the way, almost all the way to Jesus. And if he hadn't have failed in his faith, or hadn't actually looked at the circumstances that were surrounding the boat, then he probably would have walked all the way to Jesus because he had said he began to sink. He didn't sink. Like un- Come on, he didn't sink. He began to. Aren't you glad? Jesus reached and grabbed him up, and it said they both walked back to the ship. Oh! Jesus, don't leave you! When he gives you a word. So here's your word, Christian Worship Center. I am the Lord, the everlasting God. I have called you to walk with me in power and authority. I have made you in exceeding great and precious promises. And all of them shall not fail, but come to pass. Trust me, because you will soon eat the fruit of your labor. Everything you have been shown in dreams, visions, and prophetic utterance 
shall be brought forth. You shall see them with your eyes. And it shall be larger than you, anything you've imagined. You will be blessed with so much more than you have seen or heard. So prepare yourself for what is coming. I say unto you, ask wisdom and understanding to house and administer such a massive and uncomparable movement like as anything that's ever been seen or comprehended because you must be ready for what I am sending because you will be able to rest in my presence and see me provide you with resources and knowledge you will need for the manifestation and power that I am sending you soon and quickly. You must be dependent upon me and my spirit because there will be no other way for it to be maintained. So have no fear because I am the Lord and I am here with you. I will not leave you, but I will lead you and I will teach you how to flow in this time, saith the Lord of hosts. So guess what, church? We're not, we're not behind. We're not by ourselves. He's going to keep the thing moving until we get a hold of it. So remember, you can't lean into your own understanding. Amen? I know at times we don't understand what's going on. But guess what? Go with it. Do what he says. Obey him. Obey him. We've been talking the last several days or months about the hidden warrior. And I just want to give you one little example. I'm not going to go very long. But I just want to get you one little uh, thing. out of, And we're going to talk a little bit about Gideon. Because this is what we've been talking about the hidden warrior. And what all the hidden warrior has a harvest. The hidden warrior has a cry. The hidden warrior has a platform. The hidden warrior has a prophetic encounter. The hidden warrior is doing the right thing in the wrong place. All of those are good. And we've, we've dissected them every one. But I want you to notice that the Lord speaks from, uh, gives Gideon a powerful declaration that comes from heaven. And here's my word right now. Well, I'm going to give you what I believe God is saying to Gideon. He's saying, I, Jesus is with you, he's in you, and he's for you. Now run, change the world. Jesus is in you, he's with you, and he's for you. Now it's your job to change the world. Gideon, and he is in the wine press, threshing wheat. We all know that. Converted by his own mindset. He, he has a mindset, I've got to get my people fed. I've got to feed the children. I've got to feed the children of Israel. And said, so of course, we understand the Midianites were being, were attacking everything that the Israelites had. And, and, and why? Because the Israelites had left the covenant. How many times we left the covenant? We dropped the ball. <laughs> and we get messed up. And how many knows that sin has consequences? Forgive me doesn't do away with the consequences. I'm sorry doesn't fix the consequences. Some of them you still have to go through. You have to deal with because there's consequences. He said, be not deceived. This is New Testament. God is not mocked for everything that a man sows, that shall he also reap. Oh, that's old covenant. No, it's not. That came to fulfill it. So the the reason that we have to deal with consequences for our choices 
is because every choice has a consequence. Amen? You make the right choice, you get right consequences. If you make a bad choice, guess what? I know that's contrary to this hyper-grace day that we're in, right? Let's ride grace. Well, grace helps you to overcome. It doesn't keep you in your mess. God loves you too much to keep you in the mess you're in. So he helps you and gives you grace to find help to overcome in time of need. So, there we are. So, here's what happens. His perseverance and enduring for the harvest converted this wine press into a threshing floor. And, of course, the Israelites were hiding the, the, the harvest from the Midianites because the Midianites are bad folk. They're bad people. And so they were, they, because they had sinned and had deviated from God's plan. So they were suffering the consequences. They were paying the bill, so to speak. And, and, the, and you find one man in the middle of all of this by the name of Gideon that is the, the heaven comes along and tells him, you're a man of valor. You're a man of strength. You're a man of power. He is a man hiding in a pit. Come on, he's hiding this harvest. He's hiding in a pit. He's down in the bottom of the pit. He's not just on the side of the pit, not just on the side of the, uh, of the plate. He's in the bottom of the pit. I mean, it feels like you've been there sometime. You're hiding out because of all the stuff that's going on in your life. Well, guess what? Heaven did not tell him when he come down there, well, you chicken you. Get up out of that pit. Right? Heaven didn't say anything about him hiding. The angel never said anything about Gideon. That's wrong. You shouldn't be doing it. And here the church comes every time we see something. Boy, you shouldn't be doing that. You scared. That's fear. Y'all get out of that. Come on. Come on, watch your mouth. Talk like heaven talks. You're supposed to come with encouragement. Not with a gloom and doom sermon. Oh, amen anyway. I'm going to have to give up Brother Dennis, get my own amen sign, looks like. But heaven doesn't accuse him. Heaven tells him who he really is. You're a man of valor. You're a man of, of power. I called you to be a mighty warrior. And so the power of having... So what heaven is doing is activating his prophetic destiny through giving him a prophetic word. How many knows what prophetic means? Prophecy means to encourage or to strengthen. Boy, we sure got a long ways from prophecy nowadays, don't we? To prophesy is to encourage or to strengthen. So if your prophecy is anything other than that, it's probably not from heaven. And I said that. The power of heaven, heaven to define you, just to remind you. 
You are not defined by your circumstances. You are not defined by a party. You're not defined by a politician. You're not defined by your government. You're not defined even by the religious church. You're not defined by your pastor. You're not defined by your husband. You're not defined by your wife. You're... Y'all get it? You're not defined by any other thing but by heaven. Oh, influences or culture, athletes, it doesn't matter. People, there nor people and many followers. All these people that's got all these followers on Facebook and they think that's what defines them. Well, who follows me doesn't define me, but who I follow does. Amen. So, so here we are this morning, and we are in a place where our culture has defined us. But you understand who you're defined by is the one who died, who rose again, and who ascended into heaven, and who is coming back for you. Come on, that's who you're defined by. That's who you're defined by. So there is an attempt in the world today to put our church in a box, to put churches in a box, to put preachers in a box. To put prophets in a box. To put uh, the word of God in a box. So that we have it always. Well this is the way we've always done it preacher. You can't change that. This is the way we've always did this. It might have been the way we've always done it. But if we keep doing the same thing over and over. And expecting different results. We become a lunatic. Insanity. There it is. And so here's what the, the church has become is insane because they're doing the same thing over and over, expecting to break out and get something different to happen. But it will not happen unless we define by our, ourselves by who God is, not by who we are. You and I have to be defined by who he is. We define ourselves by the word of God. If though I am who the word of God says I am. I am who God said I am. I am the head and not the tail. I am the above only and not the beneath. That's what his word said about me. So I think I'll agree with what he said instead of what my mama said. Or what my daddy said. Or what my aunt said. Or what, what somebody else said. You understand what I'm saying? If the box was not created by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you better get out of it. Because we are boundaried only by what the Holy Spirit, Father, and Son says. Mm, and they agree as one. Whoa! So you aren't going to let any man, no government, nobody put you in a box. You weren't born to be put in a pit. You were born to conquer the world. And the enemy is going to, is trying to put the church in a place of a boxy motivation you can't sing because it might spread germs. You can't shout because it might spread the virus. What did the word say? Shout to God. And with a voice of triumph. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all your land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. That doesn't sound like we're supposed to have a stifle order. A gag order. 
Amen? Because of who we are, whose we are. You were not born for the glory of Jesus is to share his love and the truth of Christ. You are who God says, if you didn't die for me, then you're not defining me. Come on, if you gave your life for me, then guess what? You get to tell me what to do. But if you didn't, stop. Move on, move on, move on. Because I'm going to do what the one that died for me rose again, anointed me with the Holy Ghost. I better do what he said and what he wants and what he loves. So the truth of God is you didn't die for me, you don't define me. So heaven is defining Gideon as a mighty warrior. The first thing heaven does to define you is to give you definition for your life. And aren't you glad heaven is a pretty good job of that? Amen. If you listen to people, they're going to tell you you're sorry. You're no good. You never was a winner. Right? A loser. Ugly. And all kind of crazy stuff. Come on, if you listen to what people say about you, you would never get out of the house. You would never come out of the pit. But you're not supposed to be listening to what people say about you. You're supposed to be listening for the one who bled, who died, who rose again for you. Listen to what he said. For for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's what he said about me. If that's not good enough, then guess what? Go on. You can get your own stuff, but I got my stuff and don't try to take it away from me. Oh, so heaven tells him, here it is, you're a mighty warrior. Heaven shows up, gives him a word. Here's your word. What does he say? Gideon, you're a mighty word, warrior. Now go get him. Isn't that what he said? Let's read that scripture. Judges chapter 6 and verse 13. Would you put that up there, brother? And I'm done. And Gideon said unto him, oh, my Lord. If the Lord be with us, listen to this. Why is all this happening? Y'all get that? Why, God, am I going through this? If you're really God, why is all the bad happening in the earth? Y'all got it? Why is all this stuff the fall? Where are all them miracles which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? Now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the me. He has caused bad to happen to us. Come on, let's move on. 14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Well, I'm sorry that you had to go through all this. I want to make it better for you. Did he? The Lord looked on him and said, Go in your might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Oh, now, Lord, I wanted a word that says you're going to anoint me to do this. I'm not moving till you give me power. 
Well, I'm not moving till you anoint me. I'm not moving till you give me that strength that you promised me. Come on, guess what? God did not even stop to answer one question that Gideon said. Y'all looked at the last verse, right? Gideon's asking him all them questions. Where, why is all this happening? Sometimes God does not answer one stupid question. And he said, now Gideon, get up and go in your might. Oh, so I don't get a heavenly visitation where I get glory bumps and angel visits and all this before I move. No, go in the might you have. Go in the strength you already have. You know what he's saying to Christian Worship Center? I'm not obligated to do one more thing for you until you move. That's what I wanted to leave y'all with this morning. I'm not obligated to do another thing. I'm not obligated to perform one more miracle until you move in what I already give you. You can hide in your pit, and you can still be hiding there next year. Come on. He said, go in the strength that you have, and thou shalt save America. Is that what he said? Israel. Oh, well, I want my hoopdalah. Up. Come on, that's what Naaman said. Well, I went to God that he, I thought he would come out here and strike at least lay hands on me. At least. Tell me to go to Jordan. It's the stinkiest river in the whole country. The dirtiest, nastiest water. And this is where he says go. No. Mm, think about it, think about it. No. <laughs> I'm not going. And thank God for one little guy that stands over and says, if he'd have asked for all this money you brought and all this stuff that you come bringing him, where you could have had some, where you could have feel good about what you did, you would have received it. He ain't asked for one dime that you brought. He ain't asked for not one thing of yours. All he said is go down there in your own strength and go down there and get in that water and when you come up, it's going to be good. Come on. Some of y'all brought all kind of stuff. You're bringing it to Jesus thinking it's going to impress him. Well, he's not impressed. Come on, he brought all of our load of questions saying, okay, God, now I want to know why. Why? Why are you not sitting in the move of God? Why are we not seeing the lame walk? Why are we not seeing the dumb talk? And he's sitting here saying, I done anointed you. I done called you. I done blessed you. And you're sitting in here waiting on me to do what? Come on, go with what you got. And I will save Israel from the hand of the Midian. Oh, somebody ought to shout in this house this morning. Come on, you ought to worship. Come on, stand all over the building. Let's give God some best praise. Woo! Hallelujah! I want another miracle, Lord. One more person gets their healing and then I'll go. Come on. 
And when I said Wednesday night, well, I came in here and the Lord gave me all that stuff to say. And I was like, Lord, I want you to show me before I say a word. And this is the scripture he led me to. Hmm. <laughs> all he said, go back to Gideon. I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you. Is you go with what I give you already. Walk in that. And then you're going to see bone grow out. Oh, so this morning, here's the word. Go with the strength you have. Go with what you got. Come on, don't pout with him because he ain't giving you no more. Don't get upset because he ain't giving you a new revelation. Because you may not get one. Go with what he's already given. Go in this thy might. Because I am with you, I am in you, I am for you. Now go change your world. Come on, if Christian Worship Center don't do what well, we, we've already got and we've already been told, he is not obligated to give us another thing. Oh, I know, I know it's rough this morning. But I had it rough all week, so y'all just got part of what I got. Because I've been saying, God, what if it don't work? What if they, what if I give your word and it doesn't come to pass? What if I missed it and you didn't say all that? And I said you did. Oh, you don't know. You, you ought to have been in my office with me all this week. I've been crying over stuff. And God said, go in what you, I give you already. Don't be asking me for more. I've already given you enough to save Israel. So no wonder they had to yell when they got to that place after 300 went missing, after another bunch went missing, after another bunch went missing, or 3,000, how many ever it was. There was a bunch of them went missing at first. Right off the bat, first day off, 30,000 goat walks off. No, we're not fighting. Because all he said was, everybody's afraid, go home. Oh, my word, 30,000 congregation just walks off right there. Oh, my word. What did I say that for, Lord? Right? But guess what? He's still here. Amen? And he's not obligated to give you another word until you do what he's already told you. Amen. He's given us a word for April the 9th. We got to do it. Amen. Because we're not obligated to get another thing from him unless we do what he's already bid us. I, I don't understand it. I don't much like it. Well, get over it. Maybe this is what he's calling us to do. To Walk over our pride. Walk over our attitude. Amen? Because who is it going to hurt to reach out and feed pizza to somebody that's 
needs a meal. What's it going to hurt? It's not against the word of God for sure. Amen. That's what we're here for. Service. I love Brother Daniel. Ah. You understand what's going on here? These people are getting filled up. Man, they're ready to give. They're ready to cook. You know what he said about the woman at the, uh, uh, that, that came and brought the alabaster box? He said, she's been forgiven much. She's loving much. Take a person who hadn't been given forgiven of a whole lot. Guess what? It don't take much, for, much loving for them. But for us that's been down there where we had to have a lot of love. And nobody told us how much we were loved. So go in the strength that you have already. Amen? I want my wife coming. We're going to end with this course. Go reach your world. Because you understand why you've got to reach your world. You can't reach a world that you're not a part of. Amen? You can't reach somebody you don't have any rapport with. You've got to have a connection with them to reach them. That don't mean you partake of what they're doing. I got a phone call this week about a thing that somebody, somebody, some kid wanted me to do. And I said, no, I can't do that. My heart will allow me. I said, I'm not condemning you for being in the mess. But I said, I can't do it. I can't condone you by officiating in your mess. He lashes out at me, and he said, okay, your church will be under attack. Your ministry will be under attack. Because if you don't support me, I will never support you. And I said, that's, I understand whatever your desire is. But I said, I got a lawyer. That's a good one. And I said, I'll be talking to him. That's all I said. I said, it's not no earthly person. So you can't go try to pay him off. Because my lawyer is not only the lawyer, he's a lawgiver. So I'm not scared about what I stand for. But I did give the young man a word that the Lord gave me. And I said, God loves you. And he's always loved you. This, this young man is a gifted young man. God has blessed him with talents. He has a voice that is unreal. M- musician like no other. But the enemy has stolen his identity. And guess what? <laughs> this is the year where the devil has to drop the lesbians and gays. This is the year they're coming back. Come, come on, some, some of y'all ought to shout it. They're walking away from that lifestyle to become a new creature in Christ. So if you've got children, grandchildren, loved ones involved in that place, you ought to stand on that word because this is the year they're coming back. Hallelujah! Somebody.
somebody ought to shout in this house. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.